0: Hello, fellow, um, oh, what, oh, I'm sorry, what was it again? Is
1: was... Pokemon Trainers.
0: Oh, right, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, you
1: you got it, you got
0: this. <coughs> Hello, and welcome, fellow Pokemon hunter, oh, god, it's not, you don't hunt the Pokemon! Why can't I get this, okay, no, no, it's no, okay. no, it's okay, gonna... it's okay, it's good. okay, right. we, got it. right. we, got it. we got it, we got it, we got it. Okay. <sighs> Woo! Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, um. Oh. Woo. Okay. Hi, everybody. I'm Doctor Nick. Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, hello and welcome, fellow Pokemon hunting. Tr- no, I can't do it. There's too much stress. Why does everybody want me to talk about Pokemon in the internet? There's just I can't do it. I-
1: Zach, he said he wanted a second chance. I I, I figured it'd be okay. I, just don't, don't look at all me. Right. You
0: know, I might ease up a little bit later. It's fine. I usually kind of get into things as the podcast continues. Let's just record it. So I'm Zach. You're My name is Chris. Ben. That's right. Chris. Yeah, you Thank can't you. even get that right. You Zach, quick. <laughs> no, we're okay. You must be Ben then.
1: That's, uh, y- yes. Okay. Yes, I am.
0: Hello and welcome to RPOK. We make internet for... No, we don't make
2: internet. No, no. We make podcasts. Ben, can you do the rest of it? <laughs> we make podcasts. And I somehow can't... we've managed to make 10 of these. Yeah.
1: That's, it's true. And here we are.
0: Welcome to episode 10, the most awkward of the bunch. That's, <laughs> that you,
1: that's the only way that we could anyway. <laughs> we are a podcast on the Ace of Geeks Network. We're here to talk gaming, storytelling, tabletop. And today, 10 episodes worth of derp. And we are so excited to bring it to you.
0: I can't believe we got the, the 10 episodes worth of derp in the first,
1: like, what was that, a
0: minute or two? Yeah. We fit a lot of derp in real quick.
1: I mean, why wait? Yeah. We just brought so much derp to the table that it didn't make a lot of sense to just leave any. for. <laughs> want
0: to set the bar low so that we can maybe reach it later on. So those
1: of you listening in your commutes, the rest of the commute will go much better than the beginning. <laughs> we hope that you haven't laughed or cried yourself off of the road by now. Drive safely. <laughs> when listening to RPOK okay? question mark yeah just generally drive safe keep your eyes on the road yeah right
2: and don't play pokemon while you're driving no please don't do that please don't no right. bring
1: a passenger carpool and let them do it
2: there yeah that's the ticket yes right. it's shotgun cuz you're
0: uh wait you still don't hunt the pokemon you don't
1: hunt pokemon but
0: they're sitting in shotgun i'm honestly i'm confused at this point Anyway, right, so we're gonna. Let's, right, uh, we're moving on.
2: So, hey guys. Hey, What's we got an RPOK okay, night. Nice? We got a Chris back. What this is do you do, everybody? Hi, yeah. Chris. That's we me. got. A, we have an all of us back. We've, yeah. It's been a it's couple crew.
1: of. Yeah, we've been. We've been super busy over the last couple of months. Yes. Couple, so months, this is months couple minutes. Months. Whatever. It really, kind of hit. You know, yeah, last couple. Right? I don't know. Seconds. Yeah. It's sure. Been nuts. Right.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I I I know that I have been busy, and I'm sorry for my absence. I have missed. The show, I've missed hanging out with you guys in a aspect that is not specifically related to Dungeons & Dragons, because that still has happened. Which we will get into that, I'm we'll sure. We'll get into oh, that, absolutely. yeah. I've got plenty so, to, to yak what about What have you that. been up to? Mostly that, actually. Mostly that. That's <laughs> 90, 95% of what has been occupying my time.
1: Right. Okay, wait. So let's start by giving Zach another chance to make up for the way that the intro went. Hey, Zach, what have you been up to lately?
0: Uh, What, like outside of D&D? Or well, that I mean,
1: horrifying uh, mess of an intro? Uh, what horrifying mess of an intro? Nothing happened. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Don't, don't judge me, Yeah, please. everything was... Anyway, hey, what have you been up to? Hello,
0: internet. Okay. So, uh, let's see. As far as storytelling and, and game stuff-wise, obviously, I've been playing D&D with you guys. Ben and I have been doing Dungeon World. Yep. Uh, we've got fun. our online fifth edition play that we've been doing with Sheldon and, and Lamps and uh, Nelson... And at Teresa. least one of
1: whom podcast listeners will have met before yes uh, just one that's true
0: that's okay though and then we uh well i just got a ps4 last night so i've been going through the last of us a little bit congrats um, that's a really good one yeah i got through a big chunk of the game a couple years back um when i had a friend that had a ps3 but it broke and i had bought the
1: game specifically for the ps3 never got to finish it so um, ooh, well you know. on the bright side it i've I'm told that it looks a lot better on the PS4.
0: It does. It looks pretty great. Story is uh, the same as far as I'm aware. Probably. And, yeah. I which is to so. say, pretty, pretty phenomenal sure. so far. Right, right, right. True. Um, I've,
1: I've gotten to see the intro for that game. Uh, I was at a friend's house um, and was watching her play through it. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Like, just the, the way that they really craft the story in the beginning is really something. With that
0: Tear game. your fucking heart out real quick. Just and it then really stomp just, on it
1: and uh-huh. then get it eaten by zombies and just
2: fungus zombies which is delightful to me
1: yeah it's a twist yeah so that was that was definitely a big big kick and Mm -hmm. I, i haven't gotten to play through the whole game or you know the majority of it um because well i don't own it (laughs) <laughs> and we, we know that if i don't own it that it does make things hard takes right. the bottom line under all of the other games that i own and haven't played so. but
0: now that we're uh, on the same console generation and the same console uh, side of things i could actually give you a disc cuz i bought a physical disc wow
3: what? yeah you can
0: we still make those you can hand a plastic thing to someone else and they can use that to play a video game that's bizarre yeah it's not even wow. added to an account or How anything archaic i know there's physical media involved <laughs> wow
1: the future is real wait that,
0: what no Guys, imagine if in order to give out this podcast and distribute it, we had to go to people and hand them a thing and then they put that thing into another thing and then they can listen to it through that last thing. A mixtape? Yeah, I'm still gonna say.
3: <laughs>
2: You're gonna have to clear that one up for me a little bit. Oh, uh, oh, sweet summer child. That's all right. We'll skip it, <laughs> <laughs> baby. <laughs> to be
0: clear, I know what a mixtape is, <laughs> but it was a really good opportunity <laughs> to get a
1: a in there. It out. was a mixed CD uh, yeah. for
0: me when I was a kid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no, I mean it was. I the only time I had mixtapes was like eighth grade uh, when I first discovered the radio because I was a little slow getting around to that. Yeah. Uh, all prior to that, all of my CDs were like. Mozart, The Beach Boys, The Carpenters, The Mamas and the Papas. Uh, I don't know. I think I okay like, so far. I had like an Usher single somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was my way. Sure. I really like that song. Sure. Why not? So that and so then I discovered the radio and was like, wait, I can. I, the radio is connected to the tape player, and I can record songs. Yes. Uh, and so I my mixtapes were essentially just me waiting until the song that I wanted was on, and then recording it frantically onto the tape player. Yeah. So,
2: I remember that. I remember uh, having an all in one tape recorder that had a radio built in. Uh, It had the microphone built into the outside. So, when there wasn't something playing in the tape recorder, uh, I could record just normal sounds. So, I ended up recording like most uh, of half a season of The Simpsons because that's what I was watching when I was that young. Uh, like in are, the background, or no, no, no. Like I would actually hold the radio up to the TV because oh. it was so novel to me to like be able to record something <laughs> and then to listen to it again later. Yeah, um, that was that was that was young, young Chris, just learning the beginnings of makings, uh, and also getting into trouble. I used that that recorder to record my sister at the time singing in the shower. Oh, Oops. it was hilarious. It's and a good thing she was. ended up going into singing because I feel like no harm <laughs> done in the long run.
1: Right, right, right. <laughs> that or else that was, that was. it's your fault. It's one or the other. <laughs> hmm. Could be both. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, actually, one of the, the first things I remember using a CD player for was the Dungeons & Dragons starter kit uh, at the time, which was late second edition, I think, cool. because Thacko was still a thing, sure, but yeah. that they didn't really bring up much because math... Uh, which was good because I was much younger than, and Thacka would have made my head explode. It did, actually, as soon as I learned it. Uh, but there was a CD that came with that starter kit that had clips that you would refer to as you went through the adventure. So all of a sudden huh. you'd hit play and you get music in the background or footsteps or you'd get one of the, and I remember this one for some reason, one of the characters going, you drive a hard bargain. And that's, <laughs> and so sometimes I say that without meaning to because that's the only clip I remember from that CD. Wow. Huh yeah just out of nowhere just you drive hard. oh god no no (laughs) no one knows what that is after all these years of all the things right that and because so my friends and i tried to play that one but we didn't understand how to play dungeons and dragons so we like stumbled through the adventure with me wildly making things up very badly (laughs) and then just randomly finding reasons to play the cd that or i just played the cd for myself uh, a bunch i think those things both happened so yeah that was that was my experience with CDs. Now the same thing happens, but they just send you the audio files on the internet. So yeah. I guess it's kind of the same. All thing. this was well before
0: you could take a video file and rip the audio track off it and just export it to, frick your Google Music account. So you don't even need to put it on your phone.
2: Right? Yeah, you don't even need to have like a separate physical media device. Yeah. Like
1: if you actually jack your brain directly into the internet, all of it is already there. <laughs> hey, don't make jokes. We're getting there. I I know. <laughs> Give it time. I don't know how I feel about that yet. But then again, if if there's anything that cyberpunk games have taught us, it's, oh, no. Yeah.
2: Well, cyberpunk, you say. It's, <laughs> hello. <laughs> yeah, you just dialed my number. <laughs> Chris is back.
1: <laughs> Hi, Chris. We're talking about cyberpunk. Anything you want to contribute?
2: Yes, I'm playing a cyberpunk video game as we, sp- well, not as we speak, but it's actually on like, my rotation. That was convenient. Yeah, right? I know. Awful, awfully convenient segue.
1: <laughs> what what cyberpunk game is this?
2: It's called uh VA11 Hall-A Cyberpunk Bar- B- Cyberpunk Bartender Action. so I've v- seen that pop
0: up on Ball Steel. Halla. a 11 Halla. Of.
2: Steam, you mean. Uh what did I say? Steel, like S- iron. Oh, like Okay. <laughs> like <laughs> Brotherhood
1: of. Um Right. Yes.
2: Yes, the the Cyberpunk Bartender game. Yes. Uh is it is it like Diner Dash? Uh, it's no. No, because Diner Dash is uh, like a timed-based game. Time management type exactly. thing. Exactly. This is a linear story game. Huh. Oh, uh, okay. You play the role uh, of Jill, a lady bartender, in Glitch City in some 20XDX. Of course, it's uh, <laughs> 20, 20XX. Game. Right, yeah. Of um, course,
1: it's named Glitch City. Why wouldn't it be named Glitch City?
2: And it's, uh, it is both... Well, as far as gameplay goes, yeah, it's so linear story game, um, and there is like a uh, drink mixing mechanic, and how well you do determines how much you get paid, and whether or not you can afford to pay your bills for your apartment when you're not at uh, your job. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's moderate. It's 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 not a very challenging game, but I find it very engaging um, because it simultaneously pokes fun at itself, at its at its genre, but also pays uh, extremely excellent homage to it. Um, is it
1: is it kind of like, almost like a, a visual novel with bartending elements in a way? Yeah.
2: Um, oh. The website is waifubartending.com. That, right. That's it. I'm leaving. <laughs> that's yeah. it. I quit the podcast. Sounds very visually novel. I didn't lead with that because it wasn't going to necessarily uh, right. send it's, the right Right. It's tone. not actually yeah. related. Right. It's not a dating simulator. Are. Right. There's, right. Nothing, there's nothing perverted about it. Well, right. I'm out. Uh, <laughs> give it a chance though give it a chance uh, <laughs>
1: this is the sound of both of us quitting the podcast for very different reasons
2: <laughs> at the start of the day you get to pick all the songs that the jukebox plays jukebox oh. plays Yeah. Uh, and the music is really catchy and really cool to listen to um, it's also got a delicious uh, retro pixel style art hmm. um, I mean always a plus with yeah. optional scan lines ah uh, perfect okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why wouldn't you throw those in uh, uh, and yeah it's been it's a lot of fun it's really insightful the characters are really well written and compelling um, that's the good part yes so. exactly
1: and that, that's what makes the graphics worth it besides the feel i guess but
2: yeah the feel it, it very does feel like an early 1990s okay uh cyberpunk noir game almost but yes. fantastic it's really upfront because you're a bartender serving drinks to a cavalcade of different people you've got the um sex worker who is a robot, and an android, called mm-hmm. a, a Lilum, I think I'm pronouncing it right, with the body of approximately a 12-year-old girl. Um, sure. But you've also got the oh. uh, super talented, high-powered executive girl who has cat ears. Mm-hmm. Um, you've sure, got yeah, as the, they do. Right, the chauvinistic pig. Uh, uh, who is literally half pig? No, he's not half pig. Okay. He, he runs the local newspaper which is a blog. Oh, of um, course. Right. Future, future. There's future. a brain in a jar that comes in. There's a bounty hunter. The, wait, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. How
1: does the brain in the jar get into the... Is the jar It's not on important, a... really. It's just okay. What
2: matters is that the brain in the jar, who's called Taylor, thank you very much. Would the much. full
0: description be brain in a jar on some legs? Because that would be, I
2: feel, pretty important. So you're missing the key point here. Taylor is the nicest person I've ever served in my bar. Really? <laughs> yes. Everyone else has their set of problems and things like that. And... Some of them are just downright assholes, uh, but it really makes it a re- authentic experience. It's really, really fun. Huh? It sounds like you're
1: doing cyberpunk customer service. Mm,
2: okay. Yes. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go with sold. <laughs> I recommend it. If you got a couple of spare bucks lying around, uh, like I said, it's not a difficult game.
1: It's not an expensive game either. It it's sounds not like an expensive game. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's
2: like ten or fifteen, I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, can't uh, argue with that. Heartily recommend, if only hmm. for the soundtrack
1: can't argue with that either oh, yeah right on anything else you've been up to besides our eventual discussion of playing dungeons and dragons oh, of all
2: the dungeons and dragons it's yeah. basically I mean, been my life um, we, we keep leading up to this so right, at some point we're just <laughs> right. Gonna to... exactly uh I'll, I'll spill the beans yeah. eventually though um the re- the original reason why i dropped off the podcast for a, a minute was because of all the dagger here stuff um am finding i'm enjoying well it's not that i don't enjoy the fighting stuff anymore it's just that it's less convenient for me to go all the way down to Sunnyvale to practice and then come all the way back up and continue to have an adult life. So, I've been getting more involved in the building and the politics stuff. I can I
0: can definitely agree
2: with that. Yeah, yep. you now <laughs> living in Sunnyvale and having to drive to San Francisco to do a podcast, as opposed to vice
0: versa per when San I was right, yeah, yeah living right. in Sunnyvale, yeah right, driving right. up here for work every so day. So yeah.
2: for the uh, big springtime event, I was helping basically run that event, mm-hmm. um, and, a it, and a lot of the planning and the logistics stuff. There was a lot of building on my end for my camp, mm-hmm. uh, which is now like seven people large. Um, Yeah, I I have a house now. Yurt? No kidding. Yeah, yurts and tents and uh, the mini yurts and sunshades and kitchen box. We have a shower stall now, which I built, and that was actually a fun experiment. At any rate. Wow. I was busy with that, uh, and then... D&D happened.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> right. And suddenly we wondered where all of our weekends went.
2: Do you want to just, like, get
1: into that? I think it's time we just start talking about D&D, because my Might entire, well. like, what I've been up to is basically Final Fantasy three. And beyond that, it's been a lot of stuff that doesn't pertain to the podcast, like catching up on comic books and watching wrestling.
0: Right. right. I am sort of curious how far you've gotten in Final Fantasy 3.
1: Not very. um, I've gotten through, there's like an initial area that you can move in. And then, uh, like with many games, there's something that you, like an obstacle you can't pass on the map without this thing, which in this case is an airship. Hmm. And then once I had that, I could move to the second area, and I'm in the second area now. Then you can,
0: oh, okay. So you just got the flute, you got Snorlax out of the way, and then...
1: Right, basically. Um, I, I'm not at the point it's, where like
0: the next thing is probably going to be to get cut. Yeah. So. RPO came on. <laughs> Go.
2: Go. Go. No, like, get out. Oh. Go. Oh, right. Ah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> pack up your things. <laughs> But the Dungeons and Dragons has been occupying a lot of... All of our times. Yep. Um, mine, mm. I feel like maybe a little more so than you two gents, since I am the DM. Well, yes. again, yeah, you have to do prep work. That's fair. A, yeah. A which of... we then show up and ruin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, my gosh. The, I'd be rich and if I had a nickel. Every time you guys deviated from what I expected you to do, which three, is... Three to four, four sessions
1: almost in a row, and during the times where we've been able to, in a row, pick new situations, we keep picking the one thing where Chris goes... That is the one thing I didn't prepare for, whether it's Death House or whether it's, okay, we're going to go off to this area of the map. Okay, great. That's the only thing I wasn't ready for. And right. all going go to this of... one building. That's the one building I was completely unprepared for.
0: Yep. All that preparation. We always, without fail, tend to choose the... Uh,
2: Just ruin, ruin it. it. It's uncanny. The it's weirdo like a super option. Power. So I, I really enjoy running uh, the Curse of Strahd for you guys um it is a pretty fantastic campaign it's a fantastic campaign it's great it's, and it's, it's i gotta say we enjoy playing it yes, yes. well i hope so Quite. well i, I mean we're that. still here for one yeah. reason you keep another, coming right? back, so. we do <laughs> it's not not
1: just because i need to keep going on the podcast it's <laughs> right
2: uh the book is uh incredibly well written and it presents its information in such a way that i can actually reference it uh on the fly but also i can read it and it tells a compelling story and i can see all the machinations and Hmm. the way that the the pathways are set up um i would be lost without that book i don't know how these dms uh run games that are uh self-written which brings me to my next point we still have to have uh, Sean on here one day because that's what he does. Like he just right. writes his own stuff. Oh, cool. I think
1: the the difference with it is when you're using something like Strahd, you're regurg- not regurgitating because you really do take it and make it your own. Obviously, like every I, good I DM do does. Own it, yeah, uh, you certainly do. But um, you're taking someone else's material and having to memorize and understand and process and look through it. And at that point, you're going to need a reference guide. When your campaign is self written, as somebody who tried writing an adventure not that long ago. Um, a surprising amount of it just kind of sticks in your head and allows you to when you already know the backgrounds and things behind characters that other players may never find out uh, even about their own characters in their pregen or about the characters that you meet like you meet this character, you talk to them for five minutes. I have an entire backstory for them in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you try to do something, I can spin off of that really easily. So it's mm-hmm. much easier to do sort of a, a, a structured fluid, improv. Right because I you know unless I'm going to come unless I'm planning to come back to this adventure, 10 years from now, and I know I won't have any damn notes and no idea what's going on. I already know roughly what's happening. Mm -hmm. And so if everybody suddenly says, tell you what, we're going to go ahead and we're going to try and see how far we can walk out of town. I'm like, you can't leave the area. (laughs) Don't walk out of the town. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like you just sit there and you go, how can I get them back on track? Because this is where I need them to be. This is where they are now. This is what they've missed. How can I make this happen out there and make them feel like they did it on purpose? Mm -hmm. And uh, it's much easier than saying, shit what is out there i bet there's something out there hold on i got to see what they wrote down in the book let me just you know and f- to f- yeah and i mean around. it helps having pre-read what it what happened true that was <laughs> <What> almost <times. laughs> almost exactly what happened um, it does help that pre-reading you at least have a structure in your head of where things are supposed to go so yeah. you can kind of refer back using like guide stones and posts mm-hmm. but you can't say i already mentally know more backstory than you're ever going to need therefore i can build this out of that mm. and that's the the difference with doing your own thing and oh, i would I imagine You've you've done plenty of writing, more than I have in the last several years, frankly. And so I imagine that when you're thinking about a character, there are things you know about that character that haven't gotten into the text and, frankly, may never get into the text, but that influence what they do. Right. Mm-hmm. And if your writing happens to take you down a path where you need to write about that, you go, oh, I know what this is about. That's true. It's a similar phenomenon, except that it's other people directing what's happening and how you write.
2: Mm. I see. So... It, it, it seems like because you are the genesis of the content itself, it's, it's like the structure is already there. Like The world is more doing, alive in your head. You're just unfolding it actively instead of trying to refer to something that already exists. But okay. where it sits in your brain. Is where that. it
1: sits in your brain is different because it comes from the creative place and not from the memorizing place. Aha! There mm-hmm. we go. Light right. bulb. It's, it was definitely my experience where, uh, you know, I, I had crafted an outline. I didn't have an exact here's how this is going to work because they just wanted to create a setting. I wanted to have a, a start end, and a couple of like hit points in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to have uh, a set of characters ready to meet the players as they went through this town. And so they said, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. Um, ooh, wow. We should do this. And like some of it was me trying to drop crumbs, leading them to a certain conclusion. And some of it was them going, well, why don't we go do this? And me going, Oh, uh, okay.
2: <laughs> and that, that's it. That's my fear. Yeah,
1: sure. That's fine here's what happens. And it's just that taking a second to like grab your notes. And like when your notes are, you know, like a a page ish, maybe a page and a half of just like notes, quick notes and names. And you can use that to refer back to it because you go, you look at the one line and you think of the like 20 minutes of pondering and ideas and like standing in the shower going, Oh, that's perfect. (laughs) That goes along with that one line of stuff. Hmm. It's just, you know, it's different. It's faster. It's like having index Mm -hmm. cards to the fun part of your brain which is really, like, for me at least, I know that if I was trying to run a campaign out of a book, um, unless I had sat down and been reading it, like, constantly for, you know, weeks which to months beforehand.
2: I, I might have.
1: <laughs> true.
2: It's a cool book.
1: This is true. It's a really cool book.
0: Because you can blank on something you tried to memorize, but you can't blank on something that you created yourself. Cause it's, it's much just... harder
1: to, and you sort of give yourself license to screw it up.
2: Yeah. Right. It, it feels like it's it's... <sighs> uh it's okay to mess up things when you invent it and you invent yeah, it yourself it's, it's yeah. my world
1: it's my adventure i can make sure that whatever i like rip off the cuff is going to still fit into it somehow because i see the overarching milieu and i'm not going to accidentally leave out a detail that contradicts something later on yeah, or something drive
0: something in the wrong direction right correctly.
1: because you know i know each of these characters motives and i know what each of them are trying to do and i know each of their general temperaments and you know even mm-hmm. if it's something really simple because i didn't flesh this character out this character really likes her wife you know, it's it's easy to be able to take that and say, but I can turn this into a fully fledged character because I know I'm not going to then like this character really loves her wife. And then later on go. Oh, right. She's the villain. Uh Oh, <laughs> slipped on that. Oh, man. It, it really was a secret the first half, wasn't it? Uh You know, like nothing quite that big. But like sure, the, yeah. where like this person actually gave away the secrets to another agent of the villain. You go, I've been playing them completely wholeheartedly, like wholesome this entire time. You go, Ooh, oh, yeah crap Hmm. Uh, it's harder to do that when you make them yourself i think right Hmm. Uh, certainly sean takes a lot of ownership in the games that in the worlds that he creates
2: yeah the the last game that i played with him which was uh, quite a while ago which is sad for me because man that setting was really cool and i i already know that i've mentioned on the podcast multiple multiple times oh for sure um he was inventing this world before it was a D D game just something he was doing Uh, when he couldn't sleep at night just for Uh, fun yeah just for fun Mm -hmm. it's like what if there was a magical apocalypse (laughs) and then they industrialized magic and that's what saved them but there was racism and then it was like old-timey but then they had guns that were wands Mm -hmm. and it said it it, and it just kept on going and i got to watch the document on uh, google docs he was writing as he was like filling stuff out so i actually got to see some of his process it was fascinating Hmm. he would Uh, jump from bit to bit um like this is uh, a basic crafting mechanism for players for a game and here is how cultures work and here are the gods and here's what we know about this area um so i can i can see how it would work and i can see how one person might be able to do that
1: um i mean in in john's case the scope is much larger and I would imagine it can be a little bit harder to maintain all of it in your head at once, but I think there's still a certain like, it's my sandbox, and if I decide to upend the whole thing and throw all the castles out and build something on the grass, I'm gonna be able to do it. Mm, yeah, that sort of can go with that. You know, I, I think depending on whether or not you sort of give any reverence to whoever made the document too, I think that can change it. And like whether you well, feel like this, uh,
2: Chris Perkins does deserve reverence.
1: Oh yeah, no, you're not wrong. Like. <laughs> Like you won't get any argument from me on that, but you know the, the guy's is brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. You know, and it's you know for me, it's for me, it's Matt Mercer. You know, getting to mm. watch uh, the way that that's played out, um, and seeing how he's built an entire world that there are still things that his players are discovering in it, um, mm. and you just know how much is locked up in that head of his, just waiting to be discovered from other parts of the world and so on, and how much he's kind of brought in from stringing things along from the players. Um, And Perkins does the same thing watching Acquisitions Incorporated. Half of the sessions have been about one of the characters or another's background Mm -hmm. in one way spinning into this larger adventure. Yes. Like being able to take that and run with it is, you know, you're, you're being very flexible, but you're still making an adventure that's engaging to the players because they have a personal reason. Right. But it's still an adventure that's structured that you've built that is going somewhere face it with D, you kind of need that yeah <laughs> right
2: you have to herd the cats in one particular direction uh, yeah. i don't
1: i didn't prep <laughs> monsters for this kind of terrain what which guys you?
2: went to the one spot that i didn't draw a map for
0: brings up the question i've been curious about for a few how how often do you feel like you kind of try to herd the cats in one way or another in our session um
2: well let me think here so usually you guys are pretty on point there is some herding that happens but not a lot so mostly just sort um, of the
1: like they keep us from doing the hurry up and wait thing uh we actually i feel like as a group we don't we debate in pieces but we don't usually spend over much time debating
2: yeah you you yeah. the the party does like to debate certain things but it never really gets too out of control because someone been
1: in,
0: will get sick of it and just say screw we're it, just we're
1: going yeah Because I've, I've been in a group where we spent like an hour <laughs> debating which boat to ride on and we were only presented yeah. with three Oh script's not so bad
2: yeah no i they're,
1: they're all relatively new and I do, DM, I do i do love them for what they in. are yeah okay but yeah no, didn't.
2: uh as far as as far as the party goes uh everything that has happened so far has been a result of choices that the party has made um and it's been progressing in a fairly linear fashion despite the fact that you guys could say uh that person you're helping never mind we're gonna go do this other thing mm-hmm. uh
1: it's still gonna unfold similarly because that thread is still there. And the and, thread is still there, and we're and not a party that tends to actually drop threads. We just right. back that's
2: that's true, yeah. yeah. No, not a whole lot of chaotic characters in the party. Truth be told, yeah. No.
1: not really. Um, but not this time. Shoot, I'm, my last one.
2: Right, I'm about as close as you'd get to
0: chaotic, uh, Yarum.
2: Right, and I think you're not necessarily Even chaotic. Then. I think you're just kind of mean.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And
1: or awkward uh
0: certainly bad at talking which i wonder where i got that inspiration <laughs> it's uh, almost like um we could use you for a podcast uh, in that that'd be that particular sweet. facet ah. yeah
2: <laughs> ben says i running away Goodbye. coward i knew <laughs> it uh I'm, I'm having a lot of fun running this game for you guys and i I'd, I'd like to think that you guys are having fun too yeah hell yeah man
0: uh, I'm sort of curious about this uh, this last one. Before we get into exactly what happened in this last session, I'm curious. Would you, if given the opportunity to do it again, would you have herded us away from the building that we spent about three-ish hours in?
2: No, oh, no, no. God, no, no. I was, I, I, I will absolutely punish you for trying to bite <laughs> off more than you can chew.
0: Okay. <laughs> I was going into it. I was absolutely unaware that we were biting off more than we could chew.
2: God, I. I no I one used it. any kind of game mechanic to determine whether or not vampire spawn are more than a pack of level three characters can handle. Mm-hmm. They were just like, DM told us about it. It's probably fine. After. What was it? After an hour or so,
0: I decided, wait, I should probably see if I know things about these guys.
2: <laughs> it did take you an hour. It was That's about right. an
0: hour of, of just face punching and, and trying to channel things to. Well, okay, so. Let's let's get into the the reality of what we did as a party uh during our all-day D&D session. All-day Dungeons and Dragons. We got together in the morning, we made uh, spicy chorizo egg potato breakfast burritos uh and by we, I mean Chris basically made them. I
2: I guess I know how to cook more than anyone else in the group which is fine it's You're fine already, I don't mind. you
1: know you you handed out the ingredients and went into it knowing what you wanted to make so by default you were probably the best one to be making them
2: that's well, yeah. all right that's no, fair no arguments there you that's are, fair also Quite you good. definitely Quite do good. cook
1: good. better than i do so anyway uh,
2: thank cool. you i guess it's not bad at any rate a lot of practice lately. uh yeah w- well I w- I done, though. Do it again <laughs> absolutely
0: awesome are you kidding all day D was a blast oh yeah i was i was more asking specifically about the uh letting us run into the room i'm glad to hear that with uh,
2: the vampires yeah no of course yeah um
1: with yeah, you know, and so there are probably people out there who will probably want to play Chris Strahd. So we're going to we'll we'll make this slightly more obscure in the sense of we ran into a room uh following a storyline that was very easily accessible from the main city, but was wildly beyond our capability as a team.
0: Something that we were just not prepared for.
1: Not at all prepared for. And our literally our saving grace was the fact that Chris made a mistake drawing the map.
2: Yes. Yeah. That's and right. it
1: kept us alive. It was the best mistake I've ever seen. That and door
2: wasn't supposed to be there.
1: It was not supposed to be a door, which we ended up making a choke point out uh, of.
0: Barely kept us alive as well. I, I barely
1: w- kept it. Well, not you and I.
0: No, yeah, that, we were
1: unconscious by the end of the fight.
0: Uh, my life actually came to a coin flip, uh, whether I would live or die. I had my maximum HP reduced from. I'll give him a sec. <laughs> It was so good.
2: So you fun. almost killed yourselves. Yeah. I didn't have
0: to do anything. Yeah. My max <sighs> HP was reduced from You sure tried. Uh yeah, you did. Yeah, the I 30s down to five. Yeah, that's uh, right. When a single hit from the bad guys would have done easily nine to twenty damage. Um mm-hmm. and uh it I was fallen. I had one death saving throw. Oh no, I'm sorry, I didn't need a death saving throw, because if I'd taken five damage from full to empty while dead you you are officially a dead character right yeah if i had stolen
2: the last bit of your strength score or your hit point maximum yeah uh it would have rendered you dead so i would have taken your character sheet
0: the npc at that point lit it on uh, fire in front of you it's digital i I hit a delete button i guess you could delete my phone you could hold up a lighter
1: and delete the thing at the same you i mean we're not
2: Alright, anyway. I, smash I would phone have enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah. Phone, you know.
0: Uh we'd find a better way to do it. Something <laughs> symbolic, melt my dice. I would go and print it out and then burn and, it. And, perfect. I actually really like that. <laughs> uh, the, the NPC's decision on whether to attack a different character or myself fallen on the ground came down to a coin flip. Um, That's and weird. as is as has been true in the past, I don't know whether that coin flip was uh, completely factual with the outcome of it or not, and I—that's not for me to know. Or yeah, I'm going to gonna step in
1: here as as someone who has DM'd on occasion. Doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs>
0: doesn't yeah.
2: matter.
1: It's, had fun.
0: What it doesn't what ha- matter? Had what was, fun.
1: What was supposed to happen happened.
0: Exactly, and that's that's how I'm seeing it. Is uh, we had a great time. We learned some lessons.
1: I, uh, I learned some lessons by having them literally clawed into my skull. Yeah. Um, Vampire I might have learned sure. them. My character doesn't remember the end of that fight. And so it was actually mm-hmm. really entertaining having her wake up again nearly 24 hours later, like a good like 18 hours later and go, wait, how did we get how did we get back? Wait, what happened to the and having someone else just go, you're not dead. And I was like,
3: oh. "Yay, you're
0: correct. Yeah. Yes. That was essentially how recovery worked.
1: Pretty much. Uh, definitely for my character. I think uh, your character hit the ground running
2: a little better, just kind of like coped. Because he's used to it. Right. <laughs> as, a, as a professional monster hunter, yeah. I'm right. sure he's right. woken up in strange places with new bandages for some reason. Uh,
0: frankly, I'd say uh, an evening of no dreams is better than what he's been having. Uh, right past.
1: when you get down to it if I oversimplify my character concept she's a sneaky librarian so so this is uh un- this, is, this is not it's new territory for her l- less less than that simplifies it out to be but yeah no like what they went through no that's only once, and and a lot of her party didn't come back from that one. So a
2: sneaky librarian, a sneaky librarian. I've never <laughs> thought of Nell that way. That's
1: fantastic. She is a rogue with the sage background that tried to like teach herself both adventuring and arcana because of her sister, which is a character that I played in our previous campaign. He's then. building
0: a family with his player-controlled character. Next, If next time we make a
2: campaign, I'm building her dad. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now, now I, probably I
1: have, not actually true,
2: but I, tempting. I, to, tempting. Well, I would want... I, as an exercise, I might ask you to do it anyway, simply sure. because... So one of the things I did prior to All Day D&D, not necessarily to uh, build the uh, results of this thing into All Day D&D, but just simply have it in my repertoire was let it
1: uh, appear here and there.
2: Oh, of course. Right. And I want it to seem natural. Happen, right? Happened a lot mm-hmm.
1: with, uh, with Ryan's character, Kai things that things that had been written up there and been part of the backstory crept in a lot, but never really influenced mm-hmm. the storyline. They just influenced his reaction to the storyline.
2: Right. And that makes sense to me now, after I sent out that survey, Right, the survey that I wrote to get more information about the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I do want to say, Specifically, both of your responses were inspired. Simply incredible. Uh, Yaram was uh, his his, his uh, response to my survey. It was only five questions, not not too complicated, but enough of a, a canvas to allow someone to, to paint as vivid a picture they were, as they, they were want.
1: broad questions. And you know that we like writing novels in backgrounds. <laughs> yeah, for our and characters. that is
2: exactly what I got. Yarm's was a we, first person tell all to yeah. some some interviewer it was never made important but yeah. we got to see some excellent characterization <laughs> uh, and for the barovia post <laughs> uh at the same time uh, i got to learn a lot about your character and uh, the way that ben did uh, uh Nellier, yep uh, yeah. you got it right it's like lumiere but not right um, or Nell for short, which is what I've always called her. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I introduced her. He, Nelson, that's what everyone calls her. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> he he was uh, when she's really going, she's full Nelson. Really <laughs> clever and
0: uh, uh, she's been running about one quarter Nelson recently.
2: <laughs> Nelson, if you're out there with, no, I'm not sorry. Yeah. So when <laughs> he a wrote a his answers to the survey, Nelson arm he, under he the, wrote the armpit? what Nell would say. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, immediately beneath that, before he answered the next question, he would write what is actually going on. So right. I Nell simul- thinks that one thing is happening. Right. And yet, on the other hand. I simultaneously got excellent uh, insight into his character, but also got the rest of the story. Uh, and that made uh, all the information I got just that much juicier. Um, mm-hmm. Because not only was he giving me stuff about his character, he was telling a story about his character in a way that. Uh, is unique to Nell and how uh, I can use the information in the game, and it just right. It got me salivating. Like here
1: are things that my character doesn't know about my character. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. That's cool. Thank yeah. you. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. It was. It's. I mean, I, some of those may even come up. I even know logistically how some of them may come up, and we'll see. What I feel like doing later, or what you feel like doing to me (laughs) later—either one could be
2: good. That would be the other reason why I made the survey. I wanted dirt on you guys so I could break you.
0: And the best thing about this dirt is that it is genuinely secret between the player characters. Yes, I do Mm -hmm. not know Ben's secret, and he does not know mine. Well, uh, he does not know most of mine.
1: Right. Uh, You? Yeah. No, none of you guys know any of mine because I've never had it. I hadn't had it come up. I thought of it while we were working on the survey. Mm. And the survey was really good for me too because I think I don't think that my portrayal of the character changed a ton after doing the survey but i do think it changed a little bit
2: i think it did change a little bit and mm-hmm. it changed in some very subtle but significant ways
1: the ways in which she dealt, deals with some of the npcs and what she tries to do in that area i think has changed some and that's that's been fun mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm hoping that i can keep spinning that into something that makes sense to me and can, kind of gives the character more life the tough thing was i started by saying this character is the sister of my other character and on the one hand that gives me an immediate base to start from but on the other hand You've her, got baggage. Right? Her, well, and also of, her identity was the sister of my other character. So I've been trying to piece this together for ever since we started Strahd, pretty much. Ah, so, I mean. Trying
2: to, well, I see. So you're trying to expand on to, to not the say, character, not to say, this is my old character's sister. Who is this person, really? Right. What do they do? Why are they unique? What's different about them? Rather right.
0: than focusing on the group, focusing on the individual.
2: Right. And yeah. we've talked before about,
1: like, you know, give your characters some questions, and uh, if you if you want to give your characters some ideas, put them together and say, hey, characters, what is this? All right But uh, it was very different to actually take that and say, wow, I'm being on the receiving end of this. Like, not just doing this for pre-gen characters that someone doesn't actually know, but with a character I've been playing for six months? Yeah, <sighs> something well. like December? that.
2: Yeah. Did we start in December? Honestly, time is funny for me. I don't I remember. remember. Yeah. We, anyway. had, we had
1: some time off in between and things right but, right yeah man that, that was a very different experience and I think uh, I think that doing it all day was also interesting although <laughs> we all look back at it and say oh yeah that one fight that none of us were ready for ended up taking four hours
2: so yeah it, it was like three. It was three and change. Well, it the three way, and change, which is like 30% of, of the game. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> the way you can think of it, in the morning, we got a good uh, normal Sunday session in, and yeah. then the fight was a Sunday session, and then we got another Sunday session in afterward.
2: Yeah,
1: that's true. And then that's basically, that was the day. It broke down into three sessions, except that we would never have made a fight a single session by itself. So it really, it did give us time to appreciate the gravity of the situation, and mm-hmm. some of the tactical, strategic maneuvering we were doing was was right. inspired. Yeah. It was far beyond some Half-Fric, of our normal stuff.
0: Oh, man. That. Dylan, if you're, like, somehow listening to this, which I know you're not because no one uh, ever listens to this. Because we only have... Stop lying to me. We yeah. don't, there's no one out there. Okay, fine. Uh, but, Dylan, <laughs> if you are somehow magically listening to this, uh, props to you. Dude, you're fantastic. Hold the door. Hold the door.
1: Perfect timing. the it was came out of it? It was fantastic. The. The... I think that nothing else in 5th edition has made me appreciate advantage and disadvantage as much as trying to stay alive during that fight. And we've had plenty of cases where advantage or disadvantage really changed a lot of stuff. But, like, during that fight, definitely just kept us alive. Absolutely true. Being able to drastically put your enemy on this big curve Mm -hmm. and to do so in a way that was, you know... And it was true to the characters and to what they were doing. And it matched, like, I never felt like I wasn't playing... Nell, the way that, you know, consistently with the way that she had been played, but I also felt like I was being, like, logistically sound in trying to keep her and the rest of the party alive. Right. You end up in and I think, drawing a really interesting uh, and sometimes weird line between uh, my character would do this and I have to do this to keep the party alive. Mm-hmm. And in most situations, you can either lean in the middle or towards the character because it's less important of a situation. That one got really crucial, and we had to, like, we had to ask ourselves a couple of times: Is this what my character would do, or am I doing this to make sure the party stays alive? Right. And once in a while, we had to just for the character's sake say, "Nope, I have to take the decision that I feel like maybe isn't the right one, and hope that it works out because this is what the character would do." Uh, in Sheldon, the end, in particular, it is, yeah, playing our our Goliath, our single minded Goliath, cleric,
2: the uh, <laughs> like storm priest or whatever, storm Praise priest Talos, yeah.
0: Right. Uh had to ask him, would you really heal the party or would you take this awesome open shot that you now have?
1: Storm Priest.
0: Storm Priest, he took the shot. Yeah. Took, he absolutely did. took the shot.
1: Yeah. I was unconscious like three turns later, but those three turns took like an hour, so <laughs> <laughs> might have been four. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's I mean I, I ended up going down in that fight unconscious. Um didn't die. Made none the saving us, throws. Surprisingly none of us
2: did. Yep. Uh Zach got the closest. I was right behind. Zach, man, your rolls. Yeah, was. I I genuinely felt sorry for you. I, I don't know how you do
0: it. I really don't either. I, I honestly, know you don't either.
1: We actually we actually tried putting his dice in a bowl of salt.
0: Uh, actually, this is something I'm gonna open up to the imaginary listeners of this podcast, guys. I and girls, or however anyone identifies, I need help from everybody out there in the world. He does. I have the worst rolls uh all of my dice hate me and i need advice send it into the podcast i want to hear what i can do to to get some voodoo magic i'll, I'll make pacts with dark gods <laughs> or light gods or whatever deities are out there i don't care sure
2: help <laughs> please please what as your dm i have to say it's immensely enjoyable when you have this awesome windup and you've got your fucking glowing daggers out here and this monster's in front of you and you go, you go up and you're going to like, yeah, I'm going to do the thing. And I cut and my friend. Roll and then, yeah, That's, you miss and you, you stab your, well, yeah. So <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay, uh, we, quick, quick primer. Uh, yeah. When I, when I run games, uh, of course, uh, with, with a 20 sided dice, if you roll a 20, uh it's a critical success and if you roll a one it's a critical failure normally that doesn't mean much in the terms uh as outlined Some by the book automatic miss as right. far as the rules it's, it's go. absolutely yeah. a
1: failure it's, or a miss it used to be a lot more crucial they've they've really cut it back chris missed that chris missed that a lot
2: oh uh, yeah i i really like punishing my players for rolling poorly so which when you, i appreciate that uh, you know Looking it's, out for you, pal. I mean, you have the mo- <laughs> most experience with it now. So. When uh, <laughs> a- anyone rolls a a, a one, it's uh, not just Zach. In yeah. a combat situation, specifically, uh, there is going to be a uh, a consequence, and that's generally in the form of the attack going awry. Uh, and I usually look at the kind of attack and who is nearest to the person who made the mistake and who is a friendly who is nearest. to It's always it never never fumbles off into another. Well, enemy. that that would be your guys's fault because of how you position yourselves. At any rate, <laughs> yeah, excuse <laughs> me. At any rate, uh, I subscribe to a subscription service called Dungeon Crate, who I heartily recommend because I get some cool stuff from them every month and it's not terribly expensive. And one of the things I got in a crate a couple of months ago was a deck of cards that have a variety of things that you can have happen when someone critically fails. And I wanted to use that, but I also like giving my players choices to put them in situations where they have to decide between a, a known evil and a potential... Or what's behind door number two. Precisely, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> for all day d d what's behind I, door number screwed I gave them the choice say okay well you missed with that dagger attack so uh, no, either we should point out this isn't just a miss this is a critical a roll failure. of a one right yeah on the die physically a one on the die you done fucked up and it happened enough plenty of times that we fucked up yeah oh yeah
1: yeah I think we uh, hit maybe two twenties and like ten ones uh, <laughs> so you're
2: welcome by <laughs> the way <laughs> they weren't even all yours no they weren't the choice would be do you want to accidentally deal damage to your comrade and they would have to make some sort of saving throw it's a full direct automatic hit on one of your party members or do you want to take what's behind door number two and door number two the the cards themselves have four different things on each card and i'm drawing the card and i'm looking at the card and i get to pick but it's it's like It'll offer uh, a saving throw, or it'll say, okay, you can't talk for an hour, or you have disadvantage on all of your sneak attacks, or something like that. Like We, it, we don't know most
0: of them. I, I still haven't seen anything from this deck.
2: Exactly. Uh, I have a whole deck, and I only pulled, like, four cards. So mm. I, I, it adds a, a nice... Don't even, like, you can't tell how big the deck is because there's multiple things on each card. like. Exactly. And that means that I can reuse cards. So it's mm-hmm. it's a really cool mechanic. Um, and I think it added some interesting tension because you always want to give your players choice. That's, mm-hmm. that's how you get them engaged. That's yeah. how you get them involved. And mm-hmm.
0: speaking of which, actually tying in with the stuff that we wrote about, uh, because of a combination of the questions that you asked me and the session before where we talked about the, the wrap-up uh, afterward oh, that you right. texted yeah. me, which actually helped me think of my uh, super awesome secret that I'm not going to go into because players...
1: <laughs> I am right here. You can't do that.
0: <sighs> yeah, I'm aware. Um, the decision that I made when I uh, when I got a critical fumble, one, when I got one of my critical fumbles, uh, between hitting my party member that was next to me that probably could have taken a hit. I don't think he actually took much damage at all in that fight. No. Uh, no. Or... or uh, dodging
1: on dodging on dodging.
0: Oh, uh, this was... Um, Oh, different. This ones. was Uthul. Okay, yeah,
1: yeah. Sheldon's character. This was, this character. was cleric. Yeah, big, big half orc cleric. Yeah, he's
0: he's a half orc cleric. He can he can take a hit. Right, uh, no,
1: Goliath. Goliath cleric. Excuse Not me. Not half orc. Correct. Right. We had this mix up with uh with someone else's character in another game where we thought they were gonna go Goliath. They went half orc, and I've just been mixing it up for all of those <laughs> ever uh, since. Uh, well, ever we, since.
0: <laughs> either way. I decided against hitting him, which would have been a pretty easy way just to get this terrible situation out of the way because of the conversation yes, that we had resulting yes. from the questionnaire and all that. Hmm, so uh, nope. It was See, it was awesome. a really cool moment in the game where I had to think, no, Yarum would not let this happen. What's behind door number two?
1: Right. Yeah, and I think that there are several people that said, just give me the card. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that because in a lot of cases, like with the... We, have, we now have several reasons within the party why they don't want to try to hurt other party members. And at some point, one of us is going to change their mind. It's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of neat, actually, because that ties back into a Dungeon World mechanic. Oh, the idea behind Dungeon World is almost always present your players with a choice if you can. Or uh, try to make the consequences make things interesting. So, like, cause them to lose their resources or cause them to... Uh, discover a new plot point that changes everything or have someone uh, change the opinion that they have of the players or what have you and i think uh, that mechanic serves really well to give players an instant of saying what decision either is better for me or is better for my character and either of those things makes them think more Mm -hmm. critically about the game Mm -hmm. so uh, that was fun. Of course, Zach also likes Dungeon World because the roles work out very differently. Yeah, the <laughs> roles are very different. It's not nearly as
0: important. And I feel like I can imagine cool things and make cool things happen based on the conversation that you right. have with the GM. In Either they kind
1: of work or they work. <laughs> Or if they do fail horribly, something will come out of it, whether it's good or bad or just plot advancement. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in fairness, you know, you're a a capable, trained character and you shouldn't necessarily fail at everything, which is a different philosophy than D&D at times. I'm not just
0: spending hours stabbing the wood framing around my enemies. You, oh, I mean, you, I got really, a little salty, everybody. That's, <laughs> I did.
1: Is that, he really did. I felt really bad. That, <laughs> yeah. At one point, you you had four dice that you rolled in one turn, and you rolled a one, a two, a three, and an eight. Yeah. And I was like, I don't. How do you, how do, you do that?
0: Uh, my uh, my greatest track record, I think, was nine misses in a row. At least that's when I was counting. Yeah, that's right. Um, I remember yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and you know that's pretty solid cuz i get two hits per turn so <laughs> given how long rounds were taking four
1: and a half rounds so we i think you didn't hit anybody for like an hour at least yeah it was a
0: solid 45 <laughs> minutes to an hour where i spent my turn literally rolling two dice and then sitting back in my chair just sort of just sulking, hanging your head in shame, <laughs> and drinking heavily. Yeah, right. Once, once <laughs> I was unconscious,
1: I I stood up and I, I walked out for a minute. Um, but that was partly because it was like, I I actually can't hear or influence what's going on here at the table, so I'm going to remove myself from it because I tend to talk. Solid role playing. But right. also because I was just like, all right, fine, I'm down. I can't do anything. Don't worry about it. I'll come back when I make a death saving throw. Now
0: You'll note that that changed drastically once you came back and we were being carried and the rest of the party was up, but we were still dead. Right. Uh, Ben and I shouted, uh, I'm dead. Or, you know, do something, something. Just kidding. I'm dead. At at
1: some point, uh, somebody said, what was it like? Now, who? Oh, yeah. Who who isn't doing anything right now? And we both just (laughs) raised our hands (laughs) silently. (laughs) He's like, okay, who's conscious and isn't doing anything right now? Yeah, very important. (laughs) because. We weren't doing anything at the time. No, I mean, nothing too important. I was no. hanging off of character shoulder. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, yeah. Still, um,
0: still chugging along there. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that was that was the one thing that I was good at that session, and <laughs> it was. Uh, boy, yeah. If you have a chance to do an all-day game, uh, you you really should take it. Not just because it's a, a really great time and a chance to really get deeper into what it is that your character does, or get into longer and stranger encounters. Uh, but also because everybody gets really loopy towards the end, and it's amazing. Yeah.
2: Yes. Oh, man. You guys were <laughs> off the rails by the end of the night. Oh, yeah. Falling
1: apart. It was awesome. Yeah.
0: I, I know that we're near some uh, a winery that I forgot what it's called, and sure. uh, there's some druids or something there. But honestly, I didn't hear a good chunk of what you were saying at the end. Like, I was looking at you yeah. and hearing the, the like Snoopy. I saw my,
2: my mouth move. Yeah. Right. I,
0: I was hearing the adults talking from old Charlie Brown
1: videos. Got it it wah, was just,
0: wah, 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 wah. I'm trying something so hard but words i can't uh, anymore
1: i i held on to it pretty well which is good because my character would also be the one that held on to it pretty well i was also wired as fuck on mountain dew
0: yeah yeah i had had
1: so much mountain so dew classic too at yeah. that point
0: how many were left at the end of
1: that uh, i got a coffee first and then i had no are you saying
0: that collectively with the six of us, we went through 19 Mountain Dews? I didn't drink
2: a single one. That was all you boys. The five, five of us, us went through 19 <laughs> Mountain Dews? Oh, it's like being a teenager again. Yeah.
1: i That wasn't a part of my teenagerhood.
2: Wow. I'll cop to that one. <laughs>
1: Halo Fair 2
0: pizza Doritos and Mountain Dew. No, no,
1: mine was because uh, I wouldn't go out and buy packs of Mountain Dew, and my parents wouldn't, and I didn't ask them to because that was fine. I wouldn't drink so a lot of soda. Uh, <laughs> I would just I, – I didn't have caffeine in my system when I'd be up until 4 or 5 in the morning because you can do that when you're a teenager on the internet, mm-hmm. and the people on there are far more interesting than sleep. And, you you know, mor- morning suck anyway. Yes. So, but the the flip side of that is that we'd still be doing stuff online, like chatting or doing role-playing games or whatever. And it's like four in the morning. I go on like, I have to like lie down for a minute or I'm like, like I get up out of my chair and I'm like kneeling just to try and stay awake and keep working on the thing. Um, it was a very different experience to be sitting in my chair uh, awake as fuck. Yeah. Like, like tasting colors. <laughs> and Just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, huh huh Okay. I get it. I get it. Let's go. Okay. Like, okay. Can I do the thing? I'm going to do the thing. Let's. Hold on, I have a your mark. Give me a second.
0: <laughs> does anybody, I, I, I hear these colors? Do you? Does anybody want to dance right now? <laughs> Wait, who's got music? Like, <laughs> ben, it's like ten thirty. We've been doing this for almost twelve hours. No, I know, I'm great. How are you yeah, feeling, I'm man? I'm in for fifteen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, it was a really good time, though. Uh, even after like getting home and going, I'm still wired. I can't go to bed right now. Yeah, I, I have to, to work tomorrow. At,
0: about three.
3: That
1: night. yeah that's we we got out of that game in various states of disarray all of us <laughs> yeah uh, every, was a,
2: everyone was at a different level by the end yeah uh, <laughs> um, I, the, the most for the most part the party was done
1: we're, we're pretty done yeah i i just Coax. wouldn't admit it to myself but i was like yeah this is a good stopping point like i could go on but that's let's not
2: mm-hmm. yeah i think the last thing i said was like and 30 monsters come out of the ground and advance towards you i'm like all right that's it yeah <laughs> we're, we're not doing like, that we've got another four hour fight ahead of us let's uh... just call it and then we'll be fine and of course i had not had that map drawn right so i wasn't gonna take the time I you so knew that badly
0: was... want to ask what you did have drawn but that's the no, something no, no, no. i can't mm-hmm. know no I know. Hey, that's Other we'll go with stuff. Me,
2: to the DM grave. Yeah.
0: We,
1: I mean, it's it's strictly process of elina- elimination. The stuff we made it to, he didn't have maps for any of those. <laughs> so it clearly wasn't any of that except yeah. for the inn that we were already staying at. At the place
2: right. where you guys are, there are so many different points of interest uh, that have maps for them. Uh, well, it's great. it's not draw them all. The adventure yeah.
1: really goes open world at this point, which is awesome.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Unless you're the DM trying to prep. Right. And even then, it's still awesome, but it's... Painfully awesome.
2: That's all right. Fortunately, <laughs> you guys put things into motion, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll definitely be able to kill you next session. Beautiful.
1: Can't I wait. mean, you got close enough this session. I don't see it changing. Like we're we're gonna do something. different. <laughs> right. Well, I
2: mean, I, I it it's I'm not gonna hold back.
1: <laughs> awesome. Right. You're like, well, if you made it through that one, then. Pfft, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. All right. Whatever. I mean,
2: that's, my worst fear is that you guys survived that, and then now you're cocky. Yeah. So We're level right.
0: four. The training wheels
2: are gone. Yeah. They are long gone. That's it. Yeah. You guys are on your own now, and mom and dad aren't there to support you financially when you decide to fight. Or, uh, well, uh, Dragon, sorry, whatever other trailers. things, yeah. Uh, right. Mom and dad also
0: aren't there to support us emotionally. Thank you for bringing that up, Chris. I'm sorry your character is an orphan
2: and also a terrible person. Oh,
0: but he's not a terrible person. person. He wants the best for everybody. He just doesn't know how to talk it out. Your <laughs> character doesn't know how to talk. That's actually something I think I'm going to change as far as role playing. Is that he's just going to, like, I I tried it for the day. I tried making some charisma rolls. Y'all could probably guess how well that went. <laughs> uh, especially with, good. yeah, oh, his his charisma that. mod of minus two. Um,
2: dump dumpstat's a dump
0: stat. Dump stat is that. Uh, I'm just going to be the strong, silent type. I think from here on out. <laughs> you know, buy some new dice and listen to the helpful advice of the internet. Uh, so please, please, please
2: imaginary listeners.
0: Send what does Zach do? God, please help me. Save, save right. me
1: also, because I need Zach to be able to hit sometimes. Yeah, and we don't know what to do. The party needs your help. Zach's dice are sick.
0: <laughs> I will tell the awesome tales of whatever happens based off of the rolls of this dice because right now i'm trying to push an orc off a cliff and i'm falling into his sweet embrace and we're we're making a family because of the terrible rolls and it's great it's gonna be awesome yeah
1: yeah oh you can't bring home (laughs) Damn. (laughs) (laughs) oh boy i think uh that that i think about Covers uh, just about everything we've been up to. <laughs> yeah, lately that's frankly. all the things. Mm-hmm. That's that's a lot of things.
0: And it was it was one similar to the D and D session that we had. There were lots of little things, and then there was one really big thing. Yeah,
1: <laughs> one thirty percent right. thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean that one was more of a like sixty or.
0: Are we doing phrasing by
1: the way? Is that a thing?
2: Oops. Lana,
1: uh, Lana. Uh, Seriously,
2: why are we not doing phrasing? <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh boy. It's good to be back in the room with you
2: guys. Yeah, good Agreed. to be back. Yeah, yeah, good to be back behind the mics. Oh boy.
1: Uh, do you want me
0: to get the outro this time, or?
2: You... Are you sure?
0: No. Do you... I'm. Don't hit me again.
1: I I should make flashcards that have all of our various like. <laughs> well, things we need that we a teleprompter. Like it's. You're right. There's, there's an app for that, right? What? I right. just put it up on my what? television. Who
0: put the butts flashcard in here? Oh. God damn it, Zach! Zach, where'd you go? That's Stop running!
1: That's one. That's one. Right at the end. Oh, okay. One yes. butts. Yeah. Which is does that make two? <laughs> <laughs> um, Butts is plural,
0: so does that wait? Oh no, you can't do that. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not doing multiplication. All right, I'm calling it. Everybody, this has been RP. Okay, go out there and tell your Pokemon.
2: God damn it, Saxon <laughs>